This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for this special Printing Impressions podcast series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today it's my pleasure to welcome Rebecca Considine. She's a partner in VP with Speed Pro Chicago Loop. Rebecca, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. That is so awesome. I'm so excited to talk with you too. So I guess to get us started, can you tell me a little bit about what you do and what Speed Pro Chicago Loop does and the kind of yeah. jobs and things that you guys do there? Yep. I am partner and VP of Speed Pro Chicago Loop. Uh, we're located in the South Loop in Chicago, right a couple blocks from McCormick Place, which is one of the biggest convention centers in the whole United States, if not one of the biggest ones in the world. Speed Pro is a franchise that specializes in large format or wide format. Every franchisee is a little different, though, so we have the opportunity to have whatever equipment we want. We came in with some really nice equipment here, and we are... Just enough equipment to get the get stuff done and get it out the door really quick. But at the same time, we have a pretty small footprint here in downtown Chicago. But we're really one of the the only large format people in the downtown game. Okay. And yeah, super excited. Uh, my business partner, Eric, is a service-disabled veteran. So we are a service-disabled veteran-owned business. Cool. And actually... Just last week, we were awarded Franchise of the Year from the International Franchising Association. We well, were one of well, Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we've had um, we've been around since 2015, and so we've just really had some nice growth since then. 2015 is that when you started in printing? Yep, that's when we started in printing. We both came from corporate. TV media backgrounds, and then Eric had some time in mobile, mobile web sales. Yeah, we printing was new to both of us. So, what about printing, and especially franchising and wide format? I mean, that's yeah. very different things. <laughs> I mean, what made you choose to say I'm going to go into printing? Because I mean, normally that's that's not usually you fall into it. Generally, yes, absolutely. It's, First of all, it's an excellent question. A lot of people like to know the story of like, how did we even get involved, right? Mm -hmm. So it actually starts with Eric in a print in a in a broker, and they do a lot of tests to assess where you'd be best in terms of which franchise you'd fit. And this one fit really great because of the the hours are essentially Monday, Friday, nine to five. There's it's not necessarily retail hours, but it's really just business development. So if you have skills in business development. It's just about the sales and, and also about the production. So we had to kind of learn the hard way all the print stuff. Mm-hmm. We did our little mini boot camps. We first joined the franchise. We went coast to coast to the top 10 studios on our own dime and, and just saw what it took to run a top 10 business. We spent some times with our 
other printers. We spent time with our distributors. We spent time with our installers. And we just really got to learn the business. Mm-hmm. And and it seemed very familiar to me. At least the smell of print seemed familiar to me because my dad was a printer growing up. He was a, a lithographer and then a stripper and then a Photoshop guy for yeah. pretty much my whole life. So, you know, I, I remember walking into a lot of these print shops and be like, oh, the smell of print is so familiar to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, part, part of me is like it's it's in my DNA a little bit, but yeah, it's been super fun to learn this business. And, you know, the talent that our production people have is amazing. We definitely couldn't do it without them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, people is is essential and to yes. have the right people. Yeah. Especially because you're probably, since you're in the downtown, you're probably also a pretty small footprint, not only in regards to just square footage, but in terms of people too. Absolutely. So, you know, Eric and I are really interested in using the technology to kind of maximize our output per square foot. Mm-hmm. So we are the, one of the first printers to have the EFI uh, 30H. Um, which is like commercial 10 foot wide yeah. hybrid flatbed. And we were one of the first, well, we weren't one of the first, but we, we, we were one of the early adopters. Early on. This, yeah. Eden is Speed Pro for the Colorado 1650 as well. And we have an Esco cutter router. So yeah, we really have to use every inch we have to try to get the fastest, highest quality equipment. And as automated as you can as well, because yes. if you have a smaller staff, they need yep. to be able to juggle and multitask and do and actually let the equipment do a lot of the job, the heavy lifting. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of pre-press in wide format. So folks that come here are very talented. Of our three production people, two are women. So awesome. I just love I just love that about us. We're actually a 50% woman shop here, which is exciting. And rare, I have to say. <laughs> Especially for the printing industry. Yeah. Just because the printing industry does tend to be a little bit more leading yep. toward the, the male side. Yep, absolutely. So for you to have half and a half, I mean, that's awesome. I know. It's great. We get to have a nice yin and yang here, you know. Definitely. So now your father obviously was on the lithography side. You mm-hmm. are now in printing. But you didn't originally didn't think that you were going to go into printing. Oh, no. No, so what no, no. Actually, were you planning to do? You know, I was. Um, so the first part of my career, I was in sales for broadcast television for so media. I was in the media world, okay. and so was Eric, my business partner, and and we 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 tried to transfer some of that, the way that we service our clients in media, over to print. So we saw that there's a real need for. People want to talk a lot about business. They want quick responses. They want, they don't want to be nickeled and dimed. We just try to make partnerships with our clients and uh, really give them that service that we were giving the folks in media, which is like just attention to detail and Mm -hmm. quick responses. And so, yeah, we've got a lot of referral business and a lot of really awesome partner, partner clients. That's cool. I know with a lot of that also, especially when you're dealing with clients, they want to be able to have someone to come back and what's the ROI on this program? Yeah. 
and to help them. And as a partner, you can provide, this is the ROI that we typically see. If you do this, that, or the other thing, you can increase your ROI or you can increase this. This works better than the other thing to help guide their program as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we were in television, we were on in one part of the marketing funnel, and now we're just in a, in a different part of the marketing funnel. We're more out of home or outdoor or brand activation. And actually, this is so much more interesting because everybody's activating differently. I, it's so creative. You know, we come in every day, every single job is different. Almost every single job is custom, and it really makes it interesting. And, you know, I love seeing our work in the wild. You know, you could just go all over Chicago. It's everywhere. And it just really makes us feel very proud. To say that you had a hand in helping with a major brand to release something, to publicize something, there's just, there's something about it. I mean, for me, I've been in the industry for 25 years and being able to see the graphics that, you know, I might visit a shop and see them being produced and later on see them out, like you said, in the wild. It's just really cool. There's no way else to talk about it, but it's really cool. It is really cool. So you've done a lot, obviously, in your career. Has there been a person or persons who've really helped to influence you and helped you be successful? Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple. Eric, my business partner, is definitely one of them. You know, he was my mentor back in my 20s and, and really always had a very savvy way of connecting with people and, and also like deep, deep connections with people. So I think he's taught me the new way of sales. You know, sales used to be a little bit more about how I can know more and trick people into getting. And, and now it's really about listening. And, um, you know, I always tell my clients, like, it's, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to spend your money. Like you spend your money, you know? So it's not like I'm trying to upsell them and whatever. It's really what's the best fit for them based on what they're saying. But yeah, I mean, he's, it, but then, you know, I, I think about all these like women leaders and women leaders in Chicago who have been very pivotal here locally. There are some really amazing business owners that are doing some awesome things in Chicago, not, not necessarily in print all over small mm-hmm. business. So they've, they've influenced me as well, too. That's phenomenal. I mean, I love to be able to look to women in other industries and really see the things that they've accomplished, whether mm-hmm. they're running a company, whether they're running a department. Yeah. Many of friends that I have that are in various industries, they're amazing at what they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of your success in your career, What do you think has really helped you the most to make your career in printing as a woman successful? The thing that comes to mind first is what I've learned about myself through business coaching. So I'm a big advocate about having a coach. I I think that it's really hard to do this by yourself. Mm -hmm. And to learn and grow, you have to be challenged. So I have an amazing business coach and she's really helped me learn to know who I am as a woman, right? I think in leadership, historically, I would always walk around, you know, in the business suits with the high heels and and I think really masculine ideas of what leadership is, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think she's helped me see that there's also very feminine traits of leadership 
that are just as important and needed in the workplace. So, you know, and people say, what, what are those? And, and they're like compassion, being sensitive, collaborating, being vulnerable. Even sometimes, you know, women are great at uh, systems thinking and like multitasking mm-hmm. and, and just being generous. And, and, and sometimes those are leadership qualities that are, are just important in building a really a, a company that's in Speedpro's case, we always say like we want Speedpro to serve Chicagoland. So mm-hmm. you can't sort of serve Chicagoland without having those, those leadership qualities in the business model. Do you think that those qualities have been missing from business in general? I think they're missing when there isn't women at the table okay. in leadership. I think they can be overemphasized or not emphasized enough with how important they are. It's a yin and a yang, yeah. you know. So how do we make sure that those voices those particular qualities are being heard that oh my are gosh. being brought to the table? Yes. I love this question, right? So like, how do we? Because I think the print industry is also lacking a bit of a, a funnel to get people into the business. You know, we used to have a really strong program in the Midwest that had a junior college program and then that was shut down. And so how do we get talented people like into print and mm-hmm. staying in print, right? So I think mentoring is really important. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of women mentors for print out there that are killing it. Um, but you know, it's like, uh, my, my personal little secret is I always try to like affirm the other women that are around me in meetings, you know, it's like, um, if someone says a good point, I always say like, hey, that's a good point. Or, hey, remember when Mary said X, Y, Z? And it's, it, you know, it's, it's just like a small way of helping to build each other up. Mm-hmm. And reinforcing that the fact that women do have a seat, they do have yeah. a voice, yeah. even if they might not be in the room at that particular time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, we're all learning and growing from each other. And everybody has talents that they're bringing to the table mm-hmm. with every single project. But yeah, I mean, I kind of want to solve that problem. I have this like secret vision <laughs> of starting this kind of intern. I don't know. I, I bet you see, talk to me in five years because I, I'm going to ha- have I'm going to start building the print industry back up one person at a time, <laughs> starting with our our little apprenticeship program that I have in my head that I want to build for Chicago land. So <laughs> it's hard to bring people in. The, in- the print industry as a whole has had a difficult time bringing anybody in. Doesn't yeah. matter what race they are, what gender they are. It's been difficult for years. COVID made it worse. Yes. COVID also took so many women out of the workforce as well. Yep. So you have that. I mean, it's like compounding the issues. It is. And it is. And and knowing that there's no program that just kind of takes people, you're 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 relying on your current production staff to bring in their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Or or you're finding people young and training them up. And I think there is a better way. I definitely think there's there's a better way to try to build the industry up because it is it's an amazing industry. Mm-hmm. We got technology, new technology happening all the time. 
we have a high skill set because pre-press is not easy and neither is kind of the physicality of this job. It's a hard job. And so, you know, we try to just really help our employees live the lives that they want to live and, and really help them meet their own personal goals. And that's how we're trying to get them to be invigorated about this business and the mm-hmm. fact that they're good and what they're doing, what they do is really creative. But yeah, I have, talk to me in five years. I'm going to start <laughs> this. This is great. I love, I love it. You're helping me create a vision for what I want in this industry. So. And that's great <laughs> because honestly, I think it's going to take a lot of us to come together to try to figure some of that out too. Yeah. Because yes, you mentioned there used to be junior colleges. There used to be other programs. Some of times it was through a secondary education. Sometimes it was through like different shop classes or because mm-hmm. I know I grew up in New York. So I know we had um, a program that if the, people weren't on the road to college, they could actually do classes in the morning and then go over to do specialized. They could do HVAC. They could do some yeah. of those other programs yeah. they could learn. They could be a mechanic. And there used to be that for print as well at one point in time, yep. years ago. But that's kind of more or less vanished. Yeah. I mean, you see the graphic design. You don't see the kind of back-end production mm-hmm. feeder classes like they used to. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really – because technology is getting better, but there's also a really skill set that is needed. It's a trade in itself that I would love to see people come into and learn because you can, I mean, there, there's a lot of really creative people, you know, and a lot of handy people too. We get a lot of production people who are also really good at building stuff and woodworking and, or they're artists and they're really creative and uh, we love it. We Attention love to detail. That. They like working with their hands. Yes. Some of those skills are transferable from industry to industry. Yep. But then, you Absolutely. know, the other question trying to figure out how to build up the industry is, are we starting too late when we're only approaching some of these folks once they're in college yeah. or in high school? Is that too late? That's a great question. Is it? Probably. I, I mean, mean, when when, you, when you're thinking kids normally was five, six, seven years old, what are they thinking? I'm going to be a firefighter or yeah. a yeah. doctor, a teacher, a nurse. They're already starting to figure out things that they're interested in when they're in elementary school. Right, right. Oh, I got my kids masking and weeding decals on. They're okay. in here working. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Yeah. One, of my, one of my content directors, she lives in Colorado, and two of her kids, she's on the apparel side, so she does apparel decoration. She covers that market. And one of the screen print shops had an event one weekend that families could come in and they actually, their her kids oh, screen printed a shirt. That's I love that. I love and that. They were so proud of themselves to be able to see it and do it, to be able to say, I made that. Yeah. And get introduced to it as a fun family activity, but at the same time, it's introducing themselves to some introducing them to something that's really new. And honestly, when they're young like that, their eyes just get yeah. so big. And and there's so much fun technology. In, mm-hmm. in this industry. And I'm, I'm sure other yeah. facets of printing and packaging and the technology is really cool. It is. You know, there are some really, I mean, most of the times when we bring people into the shop and the cutter router is cutting and routing stuff, the first thing people do is take out their phones. They're like, 
videoing it because it's so cool. And it's just as cool as 3D print and all this other stuff that's going on too. So, yeah. So by the time we're done, we'll have this all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've solved the print problem. No, I get you. I would love to see more people come into this industry too. It's I a passion of mine to, to really help bring people in, especially in the Midwest. You know, we're such a print town. Chicago is such a print town. It has you know, been. You really want to see people succeeding because we're, we're right in the middle of everything and we have a lot going on and we're good for fulfillment because we're in the middle of the country. So mm-hmm. proud Miss Midwest printers here. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yes. Ton. There's a ton. Yes, indeed. So kind of getting back to some of the, I guess, some of the the women issues that mm-hmm. you may have dealt with. Obviously, women have had a little bit of a harder time in the printing industry mm-hmm. just because it tends to be, like we've mentioned, a little bit more male leaning, a little bit more male dominated. Yeah. Have you faced, I mean, granted, you've only been in the industry since 2015, but have you faced any issues or challenges because of your gender? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people think I am like, well, first of all, I look young, I sound young, even though I'm in my mid forties, but it's, it's funny because people think like I'm just an assistant or something. They come in and they're like looking for the business owner. And I'm like, I'm right here. I'm right here. You know, it's funny because I travel to trade shows and a lot of times me and my partner can't travel together. So, you know, one of us will go to this show, one of us will go to this show. So, you know, I'm like, I'm like shopping for lasers, you know, and they're like, I walk up and they're just like looking at me like, what are you doing here? And like, well, tell me, tell me about this laser. You know, and they, they just don't realize that I'm a decision maker and I know a lot about this stuff where I choose to learn a lot about this and I need to learn more. So tell me, tell me more about it. Even when we're talking to, you know, about getting more space or whatever, I mean, it's just, it's hard to, for people to understand that you are an owner and a decision maker on a lot of these running business decisions. I've definitely seen people's faces when I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a partner. Like, oh, you're a partner? Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) Okay. Whoops. It's okay. It's okay. But, but. In this industry, it's not common. No, it's just not. I mean, I think we all biases, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just people's way that what who they're expecting mm-hmm. to walk in and and not getting that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. you know, changing people's minds is fun, and it's it's part of getting people to trust you that you know what you're doing and you can help them, that you can activate the brand, whatever. Mm-hmm. That you can buy that piece of equipment. <laughs> Yeah, you can write a check as you can write a check as easily as your partner can. It's amazing. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Now, one of the things that a lot of women have faced in the industry is um, or just in even just in the workplace is having to choose between having a career or having a family. And it's always the or. It's never the and. Right. So is that something a choice that you had to make? Is that something that's been getting better that you're seeing in the industry? Yeah, you know, that is, it's just a really personal choice. Mm -hmm. And it it is, it is very hard. I mean, there was a time in my 20s, 
where it was time to make that decision. And I think a lot of women look at it as I'm either going to put my foot on the gas or I'm going to take my foot off of the gas, right? And I read a great book that was like, you don't, it's, you don't have to pick which one. You can continue to put your foot on the gas and still raise your, your family as well. I think, though, it's, that's not without saying that no one ever gets the most of me, right? Work doesn't get the most of me. My kids don't get the most of me. My husband doesn't get the most of me. My business doesn't get the most of me. And, and I, I feel like that's very universal yeah. for all of us. I do think that having a village is really important and we all need to kind of support each other because you can't, you can't do it alone and on your own. And um, I'm a big believer in like uh, 50-50. So, you know, me and my husband, you know, even though he has also a career where he works and stuff too, um, we really do split a lot of the responsibilities at, at home and cleaning and, and cooking and prepping, but also, you know, on sick days, when the kids get that week long flu, you know, mom's out two days, dad's out two days. And, you know, um, well, so that's what the toss up, right? Right. <laughs> we're fighting by then we're fighting with each other. That's what we do. And, and we also rely on our village as well to, to help to help us. But yeah, I have two kids, um, 10 and 12. When I started this business, they were three and five. Wow. And everybody said, oh, my God, you're crazy for doing this with small kids. And like I said, I really looked at it as like an opportunity mm-hmm. and not to take my foot off the gas, but to, to put it on, to put my foot on the gas a little bit. So, yeah, And it's great. They get to see mom running a business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a few years. And for a few years, they like I would take them out on deliveries um, and then they'd be like, mom's a delivery driver. <laughs> That's what they told one of their teachers, like in first grade. Yes, today grade. I was a delivery driver. <laughs> yes, but then I also had ten other hats that day that you right, didn't right. know how to quantify. But but now they see it, and, and I can't wait till they're older and they really understand it because they're mm-hmm. going to be like, "Wow, that's really awesome." So definitely. Now, obviously, you were a working mom, but that can be a negative yeah. stereotype as well. I mean, you said yes, it takes a village. You need the support. Yeah. But how do you deal with that kind of because in a way, those are negative stereotypes, whether yeah. it's a working mom or whether it's women can be aggressive or assertive. Yes. Um, and people look down on that. If it's a guy that's aggressive or assertive, oh, that's go for it. That's what they yeah. do. How do you deal with that kind of thing? Yeah. You know, uh, that's where my coach comes in a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> no hey, I mean, whatever works. It's, you know, it's really, it can be. Because, you know, if I'm going for what my what I want, people are going to think I'm naggy and assertive. And, and, you know, a lot of times I think women can remind people of their own naggy moms. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. I, I speak in a disapproving tone and then that gets interpreted as, yeah, I, I just have to be very careful about how I'm relating to, to other people's emotional needs, right? Like, And I have to realize that how do I get what I want done without, you know, emotionally dumping all over that person, right? Because at the end of the day, I still need a thing done. Yeah. Um, so how do, I, how do I do it in the most responsible manner is, is, is something that I try to like for myself. Now, I'm, I'm human. So mm-hmm. I get mad when things go wrong and I get angry when it's difficult. 
it, you're right. They just are stereotypes that we're gonna that we're gonna deal with. But I, I do think this new generation has been really busting some of those stereotypes, and I can't wait to see what Gen Z does in the workforce as they age. Because you know, if I'm an old Gen X or like a millennial, millennial, even we were brought up a certain way. Yes. And and this new generation isn't, and I love it. I just love it. So I can't wait to see what they do to break stereotypes in the in the workforce in the next 10 years. And it's already happening. Yeah. Honestly, because like you mentioned, like you and your husband have a very a joint partnership in raising your family and taking yeah. the responsibility of raising your kids, you share it. Yeah. And that's something that I'm seeing, especially in a lot of the younger generations. It's more of a partnership. Yeah. They're also looking for a better work-life balance. They're looking for ways to help with mental health. There, there's so many yes. things that they are expecting and don't have a fear to talk about. Yeah. That helps us older ones. Yes. Because absolutely. It might be something that we might have wanted to bring up, but for fear of losing a job or being viewed in a negative manner, we wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah. And I think it poses challenges as a leadership of an industry, too, because I think that they, as a generation, also view their time at companies a little bit differently, too. So how are we making sure that we're looking at the jobs from their eyes and not necessarily our eyes, right? Got to make sure we're meeting them where they are. Definitely, because I think that's going to help us in the long run, yeah, trying to bring so people too. in, too. Yeah, to show absolutely. them that it's an industry that's accepting, that's flexible, that yes. has job opportunities, that's stable, that's creative, that, I mean, you could just start going on and on about what's really available in the print industry. Right. And people don't realize it, which is so frustrating for me. I know. I know. Especially in small business. I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at what Eric and I are doing and franchising, we are creating a small business under 10 people as however we want, mm -hmm. right? So we're actually building this together with our employees and uh, we, you know, we need their feedback and input and creativity, but we're also kind of running it how we want, mm -hmm. which is, you know, hopefully attractive for people. You know, I know there's amazing big corporate print companies out there and they're doing awesome, awesome work too. But, you know, if you're looking for a little bit more flexibility, small shops are the way to go for sure. And if you want to be your own boss, this might be a way to go as well. Absolutely. You know, we have so much room for growth here. You could start as a delivery person and, and I bet you in a year or two, you could, you could work up to, uh, you know, operations manager should you want to. So there, there's, there's quite a bit of opportunity to grow in a small shop for sure. So I know we've talked about a lot of things and I know we have to come to an end. So my favorite question that I've been asking everybody is knowing what you know now, you've been in the yeah. industry for a while. <laughs> Obviously, you saw your dad, too, when you were younger and mm -hmm. experienced that. What advice would you give to yourself if you were just entering the industry? Oh, my God, I love it. Ask for help. Ask for support. And I'm talking to myself in the screen right now. <laughs> You don't have to know it all. There is always someone who is willing to help you figure out what the next step is. And I think I would also tell my younger self, being a feminine leader is important and essential. You are a gift. And really, every, every woman who's listening to this podcast is a gift. 
You are a gift, Denise. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I would say that to myself and everyone. Remember, you're a gift. You are a gift to the people around you. Unique. There's no one else like you. For myself, ask for more support because there are some awesome people out there willing to help. Great advice. Thanks. And I think it's a good reminder for all of us too, honestly. So Rebecca, it's a pleasure talking to you today. I appreciate the time that you've yes, had. Yes, this time was wonderful. Thank you so much. So hopefully we'll be able to chat another time. Yes, and thank you for everything you're doing for the industry as well. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks again. Bye.